When I was seven years old, I dreamt of playing football. So what happened? I fell in love with rapping. So for ages, in my bedroom, I was writing pages. Dreaming of being on stages, wearing the latest rhyming with slang. I realized my dream of being on stages with Red Man, Buster Rhymes, and the Wu-Tang Clan. Going around the globe was the plan. Then in the moment I was found in no man's land And then me I was doubting him Which led to counselling Which led to mentoring Which led to entering The education system Getting young people to listen So they could glisten with ambition Living in Britain Now I got a new vision Instead of tours I became a mentor Then more than mentors Mentor coming in Speaking to the government I got my book publishing, it's humbling Winning multiple awards, going through the open doors Sounds like all he did was soar, like I've been flying But it's also been trying, there's no denying There's been crying and sacrificing, no lying at times On the inside I've been dying, reaching for Zion But the icing on the cake is it's never too late to find your path you're not defined by your past, so look ahead as you're finding your path. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Finding Your Path, the podcast where I speak to leaders, achievers, and celebrities around how they found their paths in life and success. And today I've got a great guest with me today. She is the CEO of the National Education Awards. She is the Chamber Council Board Member at Soul Old Chamber of Commerce. She is a radio presenter of talk radio, of talk business and talk education. She's an entrepreneur. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a one-woman mission. She is Jazz Rohel. Jazz, out of you today. <laughs> Oh, take a breath, Herman. Take a breath. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> ah, you've got me stoked up for today. How are you? How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for a wonderful introduction and thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I finally made it. Oh, gosh. You know that we've been talking about this for a while and I was looking forward for you to come and to share your passion, share your vision, share your reason. And just life happened in the middle, in it, and now it's today. It is, it is. We're here, we're here. And, and there's no time like the present. I mean, you know, what's really good about us doing this podcast is we're always talking, we're always putting the world to rights, we're always looking at what's yeah. the step of the vision, we're always looking at how we can transform the lives of young people, education, and so forth. So I am looking forward to the fact that we can be on here today and we can be. Talking about you, we could look at who you are, your story, and really present you to my audience. How are you wow. feeling about this moment? Oh, God, you know, Herman, it's so weird being on the other side. I'm so used to interviewing other people. So I'm used to interviewing you on my show, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did this happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tables have surely turned. OMG, I'm in the hot seat and it's hot. Yeah, yeah, it's woo, it's hot, and you know something. You've been very kind to me as an interviewer, so there's no need to feel any Lord. kind of uh, what's he going to say or so forth. But I'm I'm, I'm going to really look to find out a bit more about you and to get to understand just your purpose and 
you know, I really love connecting with you because you're a woman of values. You know, you've got a purpose. You know, there's a great conviction to make a difference. And I feel sometimes when we're givers and when we create platforms for others, sometimes we need those moments when that platform can be ours. So I'm just so proud of having you on the podcast because oh, I just you. want you to be showcased because you're always doing this for others. Oh, you're thank you so much. Thank you, Herman. You're actually making me blush now, so stop it. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. So I'm gonna start with one of my favorite questions, you know. Oh, God. I mean, when when I think about jazz, I know that she is a force of nature, she's a one-woman mission, you know, she's a CEO, she is a visionary, you know, she is an entrepreneur, you know, she's there, a mother, she's a wife, she's all these different things. But when you consider yourself and you think about jazz, who do you see yourself to be? Oh, my goodness. What a great question. I'm stealing it for my shows. Um, gosh, who do I see myself? Well, do you know what? Everything that you've said is what I see myself as. Mm. And I think I surprise myself mm. on a daily basis. Um, you know, I set myself goals. Yes. And... Uh, if I achieve them, that's amazing. If I don't achieve them, I look for ways and, okay, how can I learn from that? So I guess, you know, I see myself as me mm. is the real, real answer to that. I see, see myself as me, jazz. Mm. And then I see myself as a wife, as a mother, and then an entrepreneur and whatever else. My journey's been so strange, <laughs> you know, to get myself to here. And it's one of those things that... I, I've changed with every experience. Mm. So, you know, being a mum has changed me, has changed the way I look at life. Marrying my husband has changed me, the way I look at life also as well. And, you know, being a radio presenter as well. Gosh, listening to people's stories and so forth and, you know, you're hearing about these amazing people doing amazing work and you just, I'm in awe of them. And I learn, people from people like yourself, I learn so much. Mm. But... Um, what would I say if I had to describe myself in answer to your question in terms of how do I see myself? You know what? Why not? I see myself as somebody who's achieving mm. or trying to achieve or striving to achieve. That's how I see myself. And I'm always going to see myself as jazz first, no matter what, before the mum, before the wife, because I am me. Mm. I think that's such a powerful answer. I mean, there's so many areas I could jump in on that. And I, I, I really yeah. want to um, keen in a few things. And um, I want to ask you a question, actually. Ooh. And my question is this. You, you know, with you being such a giver and a giver of people, um, people's space, a space for people to celebrate themselves. Like you mm -hmm. said, you meet so many people that are amazing. You have an opportunity to really showcase different people's experiences, their stories, their interests, their passions and so forth. How do you feel when the tables turn and it's then you that has, has the opportunity to be on the other side of the mic to have to share about yourself. Do you find that easy? Do you find it difficult? Uh, what's your feelings about that? You know, initially, initially, I used to be so scared of sharing anything about me. Mm. Because when I first started my business, I was too busy hiding behind it. So I didn't want to be the face of my business, right? Yeah. And... It, I was too busy trying to 
be, and I suppose you have imposter syndrome when you first set a business up, you've got imposter syndrome, you're trying to be, yeah, trying to be the, uh, the CEO or trying to be somebody who's, oh gosh, yeah, I've been around for years, me, yeah. um, you know, and I guess it, it's always diff- different, isn't it, sharing a story. Now, if I share my personal story, I do think it's about relationship building. In order to build a relationship with somebody first and foremost, to be able to share that experience, mm. it's really important. And you know, I do share things about myself, but it's strange because I do share things to people, a lot more things to people that I'm more closer to. Yes. All right. Um, but let's say if I'm on a stage and I'm giving a talk to youngsters, for example, you know, I'm, I don't go into the whole nitty gritty. Mm. However, I do want them to learn from my mistakes. Yeah. Right. So I love sharing those snippets of information but not too much mm-hmm. and then the bizarrest thing is being on the radio I can't help but share yes. so yeah. it is very strange because you forget sometimes that you're actually broadcasting yes yeah. like this. you forget it's actually going to go out and loads of people can listen to it but to me I treat it as if I'm on a telephone call with somebody you know we're just having a little natter we're in a coffee shop having a good old chat in the world right and what we've done in effect is actually had a very good conversation with somebody where we've gone gosh I've learned so much from this yeah now, I do like sharing but in a limited way and depends on who to as well I suppose yeah. I, I, I felt that that was important because when I was asking the question and I know that you was sharing the different aspects of yourself sharing the things that a lot of times would be obvious because it's like I'm sharing yeah, your mother your wife and so forth and sometimes like as a mother um because, I, I mean, I know even when I think about my mother, I know when I think about my wife, who's a mother, a lot of times, as a mother, as a, as, as a, as a woman, a lot of times, um, they will put themselves last and the interests of everyone else First, in yeah. head, you know. Yeah. And, and I feel it's so important to be able to celebrate people. And sometimes as givers, um, sometimes as givers, it's hard to receive. And sometimes that you know there's a deeper work that needs to be done I know that that's something that's had to happen for me it's, it's, it's funny because I mentor and do what I do and I I really am, am just inspired and committed to improving and in, in inspiring people's lives and sometimes I don't turn that light on myself mm. to, to to do that always for myself and um, sometimes I need to be encouraged but I feel it's just important for us to be aware of it you know when we think about these things but the other thing that that came to my mind when you were speaking was um when you said I'm just me and I wanted to find out you know I know you're you're always on a journey you're traveling on a journey and you're traveling and finding your path and and when you said I'm just me would you say that you are comfortable in your own skin at present or is this still the journey that's unfolding for you to discover the fullness of who that me actually is? Wow, interesting. Um, do you know, it's, it, it, I suppose, you know, we just mentioned imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. You mentioned that you always try, you try to be this person that you're not just in order, because that's what you think an entrepreneur should be, a busy fool, spinning all the plates and doing everything. Mm-hmm. And I call it a busy fool because that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've realised how to put structures in place in order to work smarter. Mm. So I'm, I'm not so much of a busy fool, really. Yeah. But um, am I comfortable in the skin I am? Many years ago, no. 
many, many years ago. Hell no. And that's the real answer. But now, yes, because I'm doing things on my own terms. Yes. All right? I'm the one deciding what change I want to see in myself. I'm the one deciding where I want to be and what I want to do. And for the first time in absolutely ages, Herman, I have put me first. Yes. Yes. So now I've started putting myself first and it's been over a year, year and a half. So it's not that long ago. Mm. I actually feel more comfortable. Yeah. 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 I'm actually kind of sitting back and going, hi, Jazz, nice to meet you. And I, I love having conversations with myself in my own head, right? I love it. Yeah, I know yeah. it sounds weird, but sometimes I've had a better conversation with myself than with other people sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm driving home, I'm talking to myself. So people are probably listening to this thinking, gosh, she's a bit crazy and nice. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I absolutely am. But uh, I am. I am comfortable mm. in my skin. I am comfortable with who I am. Um I'm very, when I come home, I'm, I'm you know, it, it reaffirms to me actually being a mum and a wife that I'm actually gra- grateful for our, my family. Yes. And I'm grateful for putting myself in front of my family, mm. the person that I am. Have yeah. I done a hard day's job? Have I done it honestly? Have I done this? Have I done that? Yes. Mm. You know, that transparency. So, yeah, actually, it's the first time in ages and I don't think we do enough of it. Mm. We do need to love ourselves. And by that, I don't mean that, oh, we're just all full of ego, right? We love ourselves. And not that. Mm. What I mean is be in love with who you are. Wow. Yeah? Wow. You change daily. You learn things from people. You might have a bad experience, and that will change your outlook on life. Mm. Heck, if the past year and a half hasn't changed anybody, then I think, you know, know, during the pandemic and everything – and there's a lot of work to do in this world, right? Mm. Um, and we do need to be more appreciative of one another, but be kind to yourself first before you're kind to others, because otherwise you won't realise what it's like. Wow. I mean, it's it's kind of going there. And it is, it's, it's, it's kind of gone there. I mean, what you said was so powerful in the sense of, um, you said that you, you enjoy having conversations with yourself. And I feel that that is so powerful what you just said because you know you said that sometimes people probably think that you're crazy and you said yes I am crazy or whatever the reality of it is whether we acknowledge it or not there is an inner voice that's always there for all of us and what I have found um for for myself for times it's been that way where that inner voice hasn't been a friend or hasn't been a friendly voice it's been a critical voice or it's been harsh or so forth so I have had to really be able to monitor that voice and I've had to be able to recognize that I am not that voice do you know what I mean and 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 sometimes that voice is a reflection of your past or it's a reflection of even the voice of your parents or the expectations of others Mm. and the reality of it is it is about that voice like he says get into that point where you enjoy hearing that voice because it doesn't matter what we're doing on social media or how many people we're impressing or what we're putting out on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever. But when we are by ourselves, we're not comfortable in our own skin or not comfortable with who we are. So I think that what you said is spot on. It's not even a sign of crazy. I mean, God, social media, it's it's a great tool to market yourself. Mm. 
it's the best tool to market yourself. But I do, I get sad looking at it sometimes when I know the reality of what's happening with some people and then what they put out is a completely different story. Mm. And, you know, let's be real, you know, let's, let's be honest about it. If you are suffering or if something is going on and you need help, ask for it. Social media is so powerful. Use it if you need to, you know, put put on there that you need help and you'd be surprised with how many people will come forward Mm. um rather than put on there you know things like look at me I've got I bought this and I'm doing this and I'm Mm. I've got such a brilliant life great but who are you showing that to right I think social media is great but sometimes you have to be mindful who are these pictures going out to some people may not and what effect is that going to have right it's all about impact and effect and I've learned that a lot more Mm. as I've been been on the journey in terms of doing radio broadcasting and everything else it's whatever you say will always influence somebody or it will always have an impact on someone right and not just that actually I was brought up this way be mindful of what you say and I try to do that to my son you know tell him just be careful whatever you put out there once it's out it's out you can't take it back it's been heard so why not speak nicer and I'm not saying I always have I'm human (laughs) I've made so many mistakes in my life but rather than punish myself for them I just choose to learn from them and I wouldn't say I've done it all the time because that would be a complete lie it's only since the last few more years I've started developing myself a lot more and reading books to always help and more, more than anything, keep my mind stimulated. Mm. Um, but, it, it, you know, you do. You need to be more kinder. So first and foremost, talk kindly to yourself. Mm. And love yourself. Make yourself happy first before you make others happy. And that's something I learned from my husband, actually. I won't give him too much credit for things, and this I will do. <laughs> uh, he, he always said, and you know, in our relationship, he'd always say, make yourself happy first. Don't make me happy. And it's a strange thing that we all fall into when you're first with your partners. Uh, I've got to do anything to make them happy. Make them happy. I know, I'll buy them a present. Okay, that didn't work. Oh, I know, I'll take them for dinner. I know, I'll buy flowers. Oh, what else can I do? Book a holiday. All of this is materialistic, right? Um, So for me, you know, he always said, no. You know what makes me happy? Is when you make yourself happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes me happy. And then if I'm happy, me, Jazz is happy, then Jazz is able to be a happy wife, a better wife, yeah? A better mom. Yeah, yeah. So I'm then making the family better. Yeah. And you know that. If you're in a unit, in a family unit, one of you and just not in a good mood, and it happens, it happens, it's life. Yeah. It brings everyone else down. Mm. I mean, what, what are you saying here? I mean, this is some, this is some real stuff, in the sense of a lot of people are going through life um, and having a variety of experiences, and you know, even like you know, we're talking and and the National Mental Health Week and yeah. and so forth. The reality of it is, what really impacts our our mental health is when our lives are not congruent. Like what we're presenting isn't what actually is. Mm. And there's there's the lack of cohesion between what we're putting out there and what we're actually experiencing. And, and I feel that that is so important. And when we're looking at social media, 
Um, it's just another place to give us certain aspects of expression. But I really realised, and it's funny because I was putting out things and, you know, just sharing the successes or sharing the good things I was doing or sharing like how things are progressing. And then I just, I, I realized that, that I'm not showing all of it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not showing when I'm not doing well or I'm struggling or I had a bad day today or whatever. And I, I, I remember when a young person came to me um, and, and, he, and he said, it, it wasn't totally, he's like a young adult, so he's just in his 20s, started his 20s, and he, and he just shared, he said that I would love for, like, some of the older people to share um, when they've made mistakes mm -hmm. and how they've overcome it, you know, yeah. and, and, and share that you can overcome it because that would be more helpful and I felt that that was powerful that someone shared that because I was going through that process myself of feeling to reflect both aspects because it's the it's the it's the continuum of human experience that we are all going through different things and we can be even more healthy when if we're going through things and we don't feel 100%, it's okay to not be okay. It's yeah. okay to share that I'm struggling and yeah. that is what even shows who we are. I agree with you 100% on that. It's very important. It's very important to, when things fail, when you fail at things, things go wrong, okay? Mm. And it's not really failing as in it's the end. It's not at all, you know, it, it, nothing goes straight in life mm. as much as you want it to. Nothing really ever does. Yeah. Um, it might appear like it is. And that's because you're too busy trying to put out that misconception of everything is perfectly fine. It's all great. Look at me. I've achieved, achieved, achieved. Right. That in itself is very tiring, Herman. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Trying to be that person, that achiever, the overachiever, whatever you want to call it, call it. Right. Yeah. That is so tiring. Yeah. Trying to put that out. Yes. And that is a complete lie to you, to yourself. Right. Mm. And that there in itself, what does that say to you about you? And you started this whole thing off about who are you? Right. Yes. 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 So then, who are you? Are you a liar? Mm. are you someone that's dishonest mm. are you somebody that wants to be something and still doesn't know what they want to be yeah we all don't know what we're going to end up being I mean if I think back you know all I wanted to do was work in media and you know do all of these things and work in, and, and unfortunately back then you know my face my skin color the mm. fact I was a female went against me yeah. Many years ago. I don't want to say too I don't want to say exactly how many because I still want everybody to hear my voice and think I'm young. Um, <laughs> right, see what I'm doing here. And so, you know, it didn't fit, unfortunately. It just did not fit that time. Yeah. And you know, you just kind of go through that process and you think to yourself, well, okay, that's changed me now. This has changed. I've become someone different mm. because of my experience of being rejected. I've now found an opportunity here that I wouldn't have found had I not been rejected on that one thing. And, you know, it, it, you, you keep on evolving and you keep on changing. Now, would I look at that as a failure? I wouldn't, no. I just wouldn't look at that as a failure for myself. I would look at that as an opportunity to develop and move on. Yes. And, you know, that age-old saying of never mind, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Mm. Yeah, and there is an element of that. If it's not meant to be, learn to let go as well, right? Don't keep on flogging that dead donkey. It's not going to work. Mm. Learn to let go. 
And I all, I've always been one of those people where I've always said to myself, one day it will happen. Yeah. Maybe not now, but later. Yeah. Who knows? And I'm lucky enough in the process of me doing what I'm doing that I was able to kind of go back and touch on the radio stuff and do what I'm doing because yeah. I love that. I love what I do, right? Yeah. I, you know, I like to talk and you know that. I know it's really hard for people to understand that, but... <laughs> <laughs> You've got a great radio voice as well. You've got a great broadcasting voice, and I want to say... What are you saying about my face, Herman? Seriously? I, ne- I never said I anything. I never, I never said anything about your face at all. Have you ever had an argument on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> just checking. <laughs> I, just, I just want to say, you know, um, it's, it's great. What, what you're sharing is, is probably one of the biggest challenges for a lot of us at present. Um, um to really be comfortable in our own skin and making sure that we're not comparing ourselves to others and not trying to give people the impression that everything's always fine because everything isn't always fine. And if we were to give that impression, we would be dishonest, you know, and, and we... I feel that we need courage to tell the truth, give ourselves, we need the courage to make mistakes and the courage to not be seen in a perfect way. And, yeah. and, and by doing that, we then give ourselves the room to explore, to take risks, to be creative because it's not dependent on our performance. So, yeah, I think that that's a journey though. And it sounds like you've been going through that journey yourself. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been on a huge journey in my life. I'm still on a journey. Okay. I don't think the journey ever ends until I go, right? Mm. Um, it's it, it, this journey. We, we don't know. We don't know what the end destination is in terms of when do you call it a day and say, I'm happy, right? I'm happy with my lot, with what I've got, or I've achieved now. I've achieved as many awards as I can and that's it my business has grown or oh I've got xyz number of listeners on the show this is great that's that's me done and it never will be because your goals will keep on changing once you've achieved that because the world is not the same place Mm. and it won't be the world is in the same place now than it was a year ago yeah what we thought the world would be this time now um a year ago it would it's not what we all thought who knew this pandemic was going to chuck a curveball in all our lives around the whole world so the reality is it's just you know it's a journey you got to keep on that journey you have to keep true to yourself yeah and have check-ins have check-ins with yourself and I do that a lot I check in with myself. Are you all right, Jazz? Yeah, it's good. Nobody else asks. (laughs) (laughs) But you know I check in a lot with myself and I do, I'm really honest. And if I'm like, I actually know I'm not okay with this. I'm not happy. Yeah. I wish, and we all have these moments, right? When someone said something to you and you think, damn, about a day later, I should have said this. (laughs) This would have been the best answer ever. (laughs) Learn to just kind of go, okay, fine. And and in your head go, right, I can't find that answer now, right? I couldn't at the time because at the time you're like, stumped because you weren't expecting something or you know I've had lots of it going on uh, lots of it happening on my journey you know I when I first in the Midlands set my business up I came out of a uh, I was a lecturer Mm. I was a lecturer for 
six and a half years, maybe seven. Um, so don't quote me on that. And I came out of there and I was like, right, I'm going to set up these awards because I saw there was a need for my awards. Yeah. And, you know, in answer to what you're saying, when I enter the market and, you know, this whole networking community and everything else by going, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm jazz. But I was jazz from a college that I used to work at, right? Yeah. And that's all people knew me as. So when I was like, oh, oh, I'm a CEO, I've got a business and I'm running the awards. Mm, okay, what's that about? Don't get it. And why are you doing that? Yeah. And for me, I mean, if you really think about it, setting up a business in the event industry. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's massive, right? <laughs> I was a lecturer prior to that and a business development manager. So my background skill set for setting my business up really wasn't there yeah. because I wasn't an event manager. Mm. heck I didn't even do my I didn't even organize my son's birthday parties you know <laughs> I'd pay people money <laughs> there you go all done pay them the money that's a business that's a birthday party done mm. um and here I am saying I'm setting up a business in the events industry now the reason why I'm saying this is it's so important there's nothing you can't turn your hands to nothing at all but you've got to give it a go mm. yeah you know, if I want to bake a cake I've never baked in my life, I will give it a go. Yeah. Right? And if I fail and it flopped, I'll do it again until I get it there, right? I'm, on a, I'm setting that goal. We're going to do this. Yeah. I'll be damned. I'll bake a cake. And that's how I thought of it as with my awards, not baking a cake. But, you know, every year it's going to get better. And the reason why I was so adamant, no, I'm the best person for this, is because I've been to so many awards. And in my head, I kept thinking, well, why is that happening like that? And why is that happening like that? I was the end user, right? I was the consumer. I was sat on the other side. And I was thinking, oh, if I did it, I'd do it this way, I think. Or if I, oh, this is a good idea. Maybe I might do it this way around. Mm. So when I set my awards up, I decided to change things around. And I said, well, what? Every time I go to an award ceremony, for example... I am super hungry, right? Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, when am I going to get fed? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're kind of like weaving food in between. And this is probably my Indian culture coming out, right? <laughs> and I was just like, right, okay, God's sake. So according to the timetable here, to the, it won't be till about 10.30. Wow, that's not good. I've been doing intermittent fasting all day, me. Yeah. <laughs> might pass out by then. And it wasn't just that. It was just like, well, hold on a minute. When you invite people to your home for dinner, for example, you want to feed them, give them food, drinks, let them leave happy, which is how you should be setting up your awards. So I changed things around. And I had a lot of people, when they looked at it, I went, what what is this? You're feeding everybody first. I was like, yeah, we'll get the food over and done with. Yeah. Yeah. All three courses. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, people were like, "Okay," and I was like, "Look, listen. When you go to an event, you're networking. You're busy talking to people. Let everybody talk to each other. Do it. Go for it. Have fun. Natural way. And whilst you're doing it, we'll put some entertainment on for you. And you guys are all eating. You're fed because when it comes to the main awards, you're all silent because you're fed. You're watered, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's coming back to you know. I don't want to say, it, but every child matters, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, ECM in schools, every child matters, right? Yeah. So when you think of um, oh, Maslow's hierarchy, make sure that all the, all the basic needs are done first. Yeah. Bed, watered, 
Are they sat still in a nice, comfortable chair in a nice environment? Yes. Now I've got your attention. Yes. Do our awards, right? <laughs> so it's not. It's just in the classroom. It's in a, you know, a bigger field. And I always like seeing people happy. Mm. You know, and I want people to enjoy it. So it's like they've come to my house because I've put my heart and soul into this. Mm. And it's funny because every year I sit back and my husband will look at me and go was this it? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I've got a vision <laughs> and I am hell bent. So when I, and we get closer, we get closer to that vision uh, for every awards. And I'm like, Oh, not, you're not yet. Not quite. And I'm finicky. Those who have worked with me and my suppliers have worked with me will know I'm really finicky. You know, the lighting has to be a certain type of lighting or that, that color has to be a certain color. And no, that shouldn't be there. Move it. You know, I'm very picky about things like that. And there's a reason because of the end result, you know. Very particular. You're very particular. And what I want to do, and I, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's always good to have a vision of what you want to do, where you want to go, what you want to share, what you want people to experience. And I definitely want to go into the vision more in the second half, as we start talking about more about what you're doing and your role and the different things that you've done and even some of your story of how you actually got to where you are now. But this is the time when we go into our first break and we give people the opportunity to go and get some water, go and put the kettle on, go and put the dog out, go and bring the cat in, go and whatever they got to do, go and do it. Don't go too far because we will be back for part two and I'll be with Jazz and we'll, we will be still chewing the fat <laughs> And we'll still be putting the world to rights. Okay. We'll still be doing what we need to do. And we're just looking forward to you coming back and seeing you soon. Meet Sarah and Jake, two everyday children who enjoy school. Sarah likes maths and bike riding. And Jake loves PE. At school, they're doing well. Always well behaved, respectful and considerate of others. But today, for some reason, Sarah and Jake are both sad. They've both been refused a mentor in their school. They've not been misbehaving, getting into trouble or underachieving, and therefore don't qualify for mentorship. They see others being mentored, getting rewards, extra support and more attention, but are denied the same opportunity. Sadly, this is a reality, as most schools in the UK use a reactive type of mentoring, which we call the deficit model. This approach is used to address failure, underachievement, poor behaviour and vulnerable children. Although this approach does help some students, it alienates around 80% of children who are in the middle, those who are well-behaved or doing okay. Many agree that this isn't right. We at Every Child Needs a Mentor believe mentoring should help all children to identify their skills and talents so that they can thrive. This type of mentoring is asset-based, and similar to mentoring on The X Factor or The Voice, where acts are mentored because they have potential. Our mission is to bring this type of mentoring into UK schools. We're an award-winning mentoring consultancy with a wealth of experience in helping organisations deliver effective mentoring programmes. We believe all children deserve the right to experience their own greatness. And to make this happen, we develop bespoke mentoring programmes train teachers, professionals and sports personalities to become mentors, deliver inspirational talks for students and provide our award-winning mentoring resources. Our work is known to impact whole school initiatives, including teaching and learning, closing the attainment gap, parental engagement, 
pupil premium, continuous professional development, and pupil voice. We're known for leaving people feeling inspired and hopeful. Just look at Sarah and Jake now. So if you're a school or a business that would love to find out more about Every Child Needs a Mentor and our services, please contact us today. Welcome back to part two of Finding Your Path with Jazz Rohel. I am just so encouraged about what we've been talking about. It almost felt like National Mental Health Week, like a podcast on that theme for this week. You know, I never planned it to have that kind of mental health focus and focus on how we can be healthy in our minds and so forth. And so, so I'm really encouraged that we've had some of those talks around, you know, congruency, authenticity, you know, not having to give out impressions um, and, and ho- holding up an impression that doesn't really exist in the kind of um, energy that it takes to do that. So I just really like that we spoke about that because whoever's listening to this podcast, they definitely can resonate. They definitely can say, am I being honest? Am I being authentic? Am I checking in with myself? Am I talking to myself? Am I be? Am I loving myself? You know, like some really key themes that we really spoke about. It's just the and, They're the most simplest thing, right? It's, no, it's really deep. And I knew that it went deep and I felt, okay, let it keep going. But I've got a question for you. I think that we kind of spoke about it. You talked about it when you were speaking about some of your past in a sense of you had a love for media um, you was pursuing that path but some of it never came to pass because you never fit the industry at that time whether it was a gender issue whether it was an ethnicity mm-hmm. issue whether it was a timing issue but you're definitely aware that there were some things that were opening up for you but what I wanted to find out about is as as, as a woman as a female that is confident, that is that is strong, that is 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 clear, knows her, who she is. You've been doing that heavy lifting for yourself, doing that work. And 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 being the woman that you are, how do you cope with people that may not appreciate you for who you are or may think that you are stepping out I don't know if you have this experience but do you have to deal with people that are jealous or people that feel you need to know your place and you shouldn't be doing what you're doing or or, I mean does that exist in your in your world do you encounter that and and if you do how have you dealt with people that don't realize your vision and who you are well you know in answer to your question yeah Absolutely. You know, um, people and some people are not going to be happy with what you're doing. Some people will talk always, no matter what. Mm. Um, You know, you will ruffle feathers. Okay. Um, The way I look at it is if you don't like what you see, turn around. And I don't mean that in a horrible sense, just don't look. If you don't like what I'm saying, don't listen. It's so easy. You You can opt to switch off. You know, I'm not going to, I don't get affected anymore at all. You know, I've had my moments where I used to, but what a waste of my energy that was, right? Constantly thinking that person's not liking me or this person or this group of people don't like what I'm doing. And, you know, and and you get it in all stages of your life. You know, you might have it in family situations and heck, it exists a lot more in families. If we really think about it, find me a family who don't have issues or problems, Mm. right? Um, so it, it exists at every point. It makes no difference. One day you're friends with somebody, next day you're not, and you don't even know why, you know. Or one day you're happy, you're not, and the other person's thinking, what's wrong? That's a marriage. 
okay? It's just, it's just the way it is. And I used to waste my time, hours on end, getting upset and really feeling, why doesn't that person like me? Or why, what have I done that's upsetting? And when I started having conversations with myself, okay, Jazz, let's figure this out, okay? Let's figure this out. What is it you did? And I couldn't, for the life of me, think, what on earth could I have done? I didn't even beat that person, but I managed to piss them off. Or I didn't even do this, but I've managed to annoy that person. Or why is that group of people not happy? When you start having those conversations with yourself, you think, well, actually, do you know what? I can go to sleep perfectly fine at night, knowing I've not walked over anyone uh, to get myself to where I need to get myself to. I've worked honestly. Okay. And if I have upset anyone, because you do, it's just life. I'm big enough to say I'm sorry. Mm. Absolutely big enough to say I'm sorry. You know, it's... It's the most simplest thing. Communicate. If you have upset someone, apologize for it. Yeah. You know, people are going to talk. And that's something I've learned. No matter what you do, I only have to wake up in the morning and my, people will talk about it. Oh, my God, she's awake. You know, <laughs> but people will talk. I mean, when I uh, got on the radio, when I was doing my radio shows and started them off, I did have people. But they didn't say it to me. So I never got annoyed with it because it was said to other people and then other people were telling me and this is what I do not like in life you know this whole whispers or this whole if you're big enough to say something say it to somebody's face if you can't then leave it where it is because it means nothing yeah. and it's a waste of everyone's energy and it doesn't doesn't bother me it really doesn't bother me I'm going to keep on being me mm. I'm going to keep on doing what I want to do and I will do as much as I can in my life you know, because when I look back, when I do sit there one day in the future and look back, I want to say, oh, that was pretty cool. That roller coaster that I went on, that was awesome. You know, let's do it again. But unfortunately, like, you know, age won't be on my side. But hey-ho, it's that whole, you know, people are going to talk. It makes no difference to me anymore. It did before. And that's where our, my headspace, I was in the worst headspace. It's, it felt, it consumed me, Right. It really consumed me to the point where I didn't like myself, right? And, and this is the whole thing. In order to make myself happy, I need to know what it's like to be sad, right? Yeah. I can't, under, I will never know. I will never know the stages of being happy. So I need to know what it's like being, okay, I'm all right, happy, I'm fine. I'm mediocre happy today. I'm a beginner level happy. I'm an intermediate level happy. I'm a... I'm there happy, you know, and there's always different stages. And for you to know that, you do need to know the other side of it. So for you to appreciate a person or to appreciate people around you and the relationships you've got, you had to have gone through loss of some sort mm. in order to know what it would feel like if that person went. Mm. Okay, so the reality is it. You don't like what I say? Don't listen. It's great. It's easy. You just switch off. If you don't like, if you, if, and, and here's the other bit. You don't like looking at me? I can't imagine that. But if you don't, hey, real simple solution. Turn around. It's okay. It's, and, and I feel what, what, what you're saying is, is good because it's showing that there's been a process, that there's been a journey. Yeah. That, you know, it hasn't always been that way. No. There was probably a lack of resilience before. There was a lack of um, self-love, I guess, um, when we when we don't like ourselves or we're on that journey. We're all growing in acceptance 
of who we are and continually having to accept the new person and, you know, yeah. being able to unlearn some things and relearn some things. So I feel that that's a part of the process. I mean, what, what I want to jump into because I, I, I want to consider or talk a bit, bit more about your awards and mm-hmm. also education because we're both in the same field. We're both looking to impact education, both want to make a difference to lives in education, both want to impact children, adults, organisations, and so forth. So when you was making an awards um, event, why did it have to be education to you? Because you could have done any awards. Why was it education that you aimed for? Right. So in life, those who know me know this, right? I have got two passions in life, okay? And one is education and one is business, okay? I am so invested in education, so invested. Now, when I first started teaching, which was a lot later in my life, if somebody had told me many years ago that you will be a lecturer or a teacher, yeah, you'd be working in education, I would have told them what to do. I would have used two appropriate words. And if you rearrange those words, either way, it would have been the same outcome. Hell to the note, it was my marmite. No way am I ever going to teach. Are you kidding me? No way. And it's funny, isn't it? When you get thrown into a situation and you're like, oh, and you have a go. It's like Marmite. Once you've had a, once you've tried Marmite, you're like, oh, you either, you know, you either like it or you don't. And just for the record, I don't like Marmite. Just for the record, I don't like it. However, (laughs) okay, I really enjoyed teaching. And that's when the light bulb got turned, switched on for me because I saw for the first time one learner in front of me who got it, mm. who understood exactly what, what I was trying to teach, right? They turned a corner. It was development. They learned. And it was just seeing the spark go on in that brain of theirs. And you can. You can see a spark in a brain, by the way, because their lights light, their eyes light up. Mm. Their, their facial expressions are different. It's that whole, wow, I get it. I absolutely understand this now. And suddenly that sense of confidence in that person because they had the ability to learn what you're teaching them was on another level, Mm. right? And I knew that's it. I've got this learner. We're going to keep going with it. And it was just great. And I love it. I love teaching. I loved every aspect of it as I got into it, okay? But prior to that, oh, gosh, no. No way was I ever going to learn. Now, because I entered education... And this, this is where I come to my second passion. I entered education late in my life. So I came from an industry background into education. I'd already worked at organisations. So when I was teaching them what my industry needed, mm. I was like, this isn't right. Yeah. The, the curriculum, it doesn't marry up to the real world. And that's when it really started for me because I was like, this is not right. This is not right. We're teaching them the wrong things. Tomorrow, they're going to go out into that big wide world, apply for these jobs. Lucky for them if they get the the jobs, right? Mm. But then once they've got the jobs, they will not have any idea or any clue of how to apply that theory to to the actual real life work. And that really got me. And I ended up on this, as you call it, a one-woman mission, yeah? Mm. That was when my mission in life, I realised what my mission was, yes. You know, this is what I need to do. I need to make a change in education because more than anything, if anything, for my son, his future don't look bright in education if I don't do something about it now. 
And I want to make, let's say, a 1% impact change in education. If I can make a 1% change, I'll be, ha- I'll be happy with that because that's massive in the whole of education. Yeah. So that's when I started knocking on doors for businesses and saying, hey, come on, come work with us. Integrate yourselves into our curriculum and make it more active live learning, for example. Mm. Um, and, and let's give them real scenarios rather than a made-up assignment as such. You know, there you go, you know, ex- company X is doing this and you go off and we'll teach you this and come up with a marketing plan for company X. Let's give them a real issue to work on, right? Yeah. So that's where it all started. And then through that process, I saw a lot of staff members, a lot of people in education, amazing people in education, by the way, who were leaving disgruntled, not happy. Yeah. And that got me because I thought, gosh, you know, we're, we're in our professions, we're in our workplaces for quite a long time, right? Mm. So why wouldn't we be happy doing what we're doing? We want whatever we do for that majority, because you, you, heck, you're at work probably a lot more than you are at home. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want to do something that you're really happy about? And it's a shame that the profession, the actual whole education environment was what was forcing them out. They weren't feeling that they were celebrated. They weren't told, they weren't getting a pat on the back to say, well done. And we all need it. Yeah. We all need a pat on our back. God, if you say you don't, then I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, we all like to have a little pat on the back and go, you've done well here. Well done. Mm. It makes you feel good. Yeah. So this is, that's kind of when I s- stepped out. They were offering redundancy. So I decided to take it. And um, mm. that's kind of when I set up the awards yeah. and decided this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually embed projects directly into education. So Education Awards was born. Mm. And it was um, it was amazing. The whole journey starting, it was the most scariest thing I've ever done, by the way. Scariest thing. Scariest thing. Scarier than maybe not jumping out the plane that I did a couple of weeks ago, remember? Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> very scary. Because you're at that age when you should be more comfortable in, in a role and suddenly that stability, the financial stability that's coming into the household, you're suddenly going, I'm not going to do it anymore, right? <laughs> and I don't even know if my business is going to take off. So it was, it was a strange conversation to have with my dear husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've decided I'm going to be a desperate housewife. And uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was very much a, right, this is what I'm going to do. And how can I get businesses to work with education? And how, at the same time, can we reward teachers? Not just teachers, but all the amazing people that work in education and make it great. Because once you work in education and you know this yourself, you know how much hard work it really is and what goes into doing a lesson, for example, or or just putting a lesson plan together. There's a lot more to it than what a lot of people see. And obviously, in the past year, a lot of people have realised, and there's been a, a... newfound love for people in education because a lot of people at home are suddenly sort of going oh my god right I I love my teachers Um, and I don't think they're celebrated enough unfortunately and education is an area that we are very quick to point a finger at and I suppose it's any public sector role to kind of go you didn't do right with my child you that's a bad school Uh, that's not good at all um, and, and you imagine every day those teachers walking in and that's how they're hearing all of this. They're human. We're human. And I saw a lot of people just leaving the profession. And I thought, no, can't have this. Can't have this at all. And so now 
we celebrate these amazing people in education on a stage. We, at the same time, force the business to work with the winner on a project. So we're embedding 16 projects back into education because my big love is that business and that education and sticking them together. Wow. And, making it, and that's how it should be. Mm. That's how exactly it should be. Unless I'm wrong. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, wow. I mean, this, I mean, you know that this is something that we could speak about ages and hours and, and, you know, and we just definitely do not have that much time to do it on the podcast. But I just want to say thank you so much for all that you're sharing. And for someone that wants to find out more about the Education Awards and they want to find out more about jazz, where would you, where would you like to point them? Oh, oh, so the website, www.education-awards.com. Um, you can always just um, Google it, Education Awards, right? It's got a hyphen in it. Um, and it, it'll all be there for you. Or if you just search Jazz Royale, it is with an S, but on some social media platforms, it's with a Z. Yeah. I feel like Margaret Manelli now going, yeah, it's with an S, not an S, <laughs> not a Z. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, yeah, you can find me on that. Um, yeah, just uh, give me a follow. Connect. I love connecting with people. I just absolutely love learning from people. You know, mm. I love watching people as well, Herman. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm a real people watcher. Yeah. I'm not selling myself at the moment, am I? I love it. Honestly, I'm the one that will be sat in a bar just watching groups of people, <laughs> see how they interact. Sad. I know, but or I'm on holiday with my shades on now and I'm like, oh, look at those people over there. <laughs> <laughs> I make up all these stories in my head. But yeah, connect with me. I just love learning from people, you know, yeah. just, just reach out. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 been great to talk, great to connect. I'm gonna ask you a yeah. final question. Sure. What would you share? with your 21-year-old self, if you could give one one gem of wisdom, knowing what you know now. To be more honest with myself, I wish I was when I was 21. Mm. I really wish I was. Um, you know, I, I think for me back then, God, my 21-year-old self, gosh, it was a real... Str- I was this live wire not knowing where I'm going and, you know, I was in London and it was just crazy, you know, trying to figure out what my next step is going to be. I was trying to knock on doors and I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. Mm. Yeah, and I wasn't honest to myself that, yeah, you know what, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not liking this. Yeah. Um, it would be to be more honest. Um, and also just, you know, at the same time, and, you know, we talk about this imposter syndrome, right? Mm. So coming from an Asian background, you know, I think my parents were very hell bent on, get her married, get her out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, mum and dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but, you know, that's how it came across sometimes. <laughs> um, I think that, and, and they were under pressure because back then, and it's not that long ago, people, I'm still young. Um, it was a very different place. Yeah. A very, very different place. Fast forward only three, four years after that, became so liberal, people became so relaxed. And for me, it was constant stress and pressure. Get a job or get married. Mm. And why are you working in media, really? You know? And that wasn't directly my parents ever saying that. That was 
extended family and so forth kind of like what's she trying to do who's going to marry her she's on you know she does tv work or or, or radio work or media what, what on earth is that mm. you know get a proper degree if you're going to do it get a proper qualification become a doctor an accountant because these are proper yeah yeah I'm not in my opinion oh gosh my accountant's going to kill me now if he hears this <laughs> There's my bill that goes up. Was it it perfect for you in it? That's what it is, really. Well, that's it, really. And I was always under pressure because it was like, who do I make happy? My parents. But I was making my parents happy because they were trying to make someone else happy. Mm. And then, yeah, okay, only daughter, let's just get her married off. And that wasn't going to happen. And sometimes I remember I used to go home on a weekend and there'd be like a prospective person there, you know, really good family. What do you think of him? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Tinder gone wrong. Yes. Yeah. Like real life Tinder on the go here, right? Where do I swipe? It's not happening, you know? So I take myself out of the room and go, what? And I'd say things to my parents, such as, you know, they'd be like, whoa, how was he? How was everything? I'm like, I've been a permanent coma for the rest of my life. Is that what you want for your daughter? And my dad'd be like, pretty good. <laughs> you know? And I'd be like, is that what you want, really? Yeah. Um, but it, it being in that culture comes with its comes with its own pressures mm, you know yeah. not not being encouraged enough to speak all the time and which is why why I wasn't very honest with myself yeah too busy trying to be that girl trying to impress her parents trying and they're in effect they only want the best for me but then they're too busy trying to impress others because of what will the society think yeah. what will the world think our daughter's living in London by herself so that's not a good image you know, so I know, let's just get married off and that'll be done. And, and unfortunately, it, it exists, Herman. It actually exists. It still exists. And, you know, I speak to so many girls now when we run forums and, you know, they feel those pressures. My pressures probably, you know, it was probably like borderline. It was just nothing compared to what, what some people go through. Yeah. You know, I was very lucky that my parents allowed me to follow that dream, whatever that, you know, kind of go, go with it. You know, it's mm. fine. And I was very lucky enough that they supported me mm. on that process and that journey in the end of, go, go, go for it, that's fine. And, you know, I did have somebody actually not long ago say to me, well, you're very lucky that your husband allows you to do what you do. Yeah. Like, really? Hold on a minute. I'm very lucky that my husband allows me to yeah. do what I do? Yeah. What is yeah. wrong with that statement that you've just made? Yeah. You know, my husband doesn't allow me to do anything mm. just as much as I don't I turn around and go well you, you're allowed today darling you may go out tonight with your friends come on yeah where what world are we living in he doesn't allow me you know what we do we enable each other to we've got that kind of relationship where we go what are you doing today mm. yeah that's it and no matter what we're gonna be I come home to him he comes home to me and we're there we're in a family unit we know what we need to do and we get on and do it he doesn't allow me to go to work or allow me to I mean mind you having said that allow me to go to work I wish he would allow me to be a desperate housewife I'm just the biggest stress and worry in my life would be how am I going to get my nails done <laughs> no disrespect to any desperate housewives out there okay well I'm talking about the ones on tv yes just for the record I'm not talking about a housewife per se but yeah I wish be like here's your allowance a thousand pound every hour love can get on with it yes. <laughs> well I, I just want to say <laughs> I just want to say thank you Jazz 
you know, for joining me today, for sharing, for being generous, for being open, for being honest, um, really touching on some really key things as well in a sense of self-love, in a sense of, I, I think what you just said now was powerful in a sense of being more honest to yourself, in a sense of, you know, it's okay, it's okay to speak to yourself. It's okay to check in with yourself. It's okay to have conversations by yourself. It's, you, you know, it's okay to not be okay. I mean, there's there's been so many different things we've touched on and also just talking about some of the, the, the cultural challenges that do exist and, you know, how you've had to overcome, circumvent, work through um, and, and be able to love yourself in that process as well. So I, I really appreciate you sharing. I really appreciate that you've 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 done that today. Yeah, my pleasure, absolute pleasure. Look, at the end of the day, we've got one life, haven't we, Herman? Mm. That's it. I've not met anybody who's come back yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and saying, "Oh, that was a dress rehearsal. I'm just doing another one now. I know how not to do it." Mm. <laughs> you know, um, we've got one life. Just go with the flow. Enjoy it. The lows and the the highs. Enjoy it. You know, it's all part of parcel literally yeah. well well i want to say thank you and i want to say thank you to all the audience everyone that's listening as well and you know i am going on a break as well you know we've come to the end of this season which has been just oh. so good um had so many different speakers so many different inspiring individuals that have shared how they found their path and i've just really been pleased just to be able to speak with you today, Jazz, um, to be able to round off this season. Yay, I'm the last one. I'll be I'll, I'll be away for a few weeks and I'll come back. But until then, be encouraged, keep finding your path, keep loving yourself, keep accepting yourself, be kind to yourself. And as Jazz said, you know, make yourself happy first. Great, great advice from the husband. And um, I hope you implement what you've learned today. Take care. Goodbye. Bye.